warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. A podcast for me, Nicole Byers, exploring love and trying to figure out what does it all mean. My guest today is a hilarious comedian and actor. You've seen them in American Horror Story, Broad City, Community 30 Rock, and so much more. He now co-stars in Somebody somewhere returning for season two on HBO next month and I was very lucky to come up in the improv scene watching this person be so funny all the fucking time it's Jeff Hi. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff, I haven't spoken to you in so long. Oh, thanks for having me. This is fun. So this is like, honestly, delightful, dazzling, and I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> I think you're so funny. So I'm very happy you're doing this. I think you're so funny. So I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> Jeff! Okay. You're in a relationship, yes? Yeah. But just for oh. 15 years. <gasps> so. 15 still years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a, a, a budding romance still figuring it out. Wait, how did you meet? We met. This is pre-cell phones. So it was pre-apps. But we it was like when only weirdos got onto the internet. <laughs> and that's what I did, baby. I was like, I know who I am. <laughs> Was it like OK Cupid? No, it was called Chemistry.com, and it was sort of like a reaction to eHarmony because it was like the same thing where you had to answer all of these crazy questions, but it was like aimed at liberal people. In fact, the reason I joined is they had a commercial where this like sort of soft butch lesbian like was walking on a white seamless, and she was like, "Hey, eHarmony, why do you hate the gays?" And I was like, "Sign me up." <laughs> you know, they don't do commercials. Or ads the way they used to. Someone yeah. posted recently an ad where it was a woman sitting on a counter of a dirty house. And it was like, my boyfriend said he'd love me if I tried crack. And he's not here anymore. And I was like, they don't make them, they don't make them like that anymore. And I can't see if that's a good or a bad thing. But you're absolutely right. They don't. <laughs> I wish they did. Why do you hate the gays, E Harmony? I mean, valid question. Touche. I mean, I I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what was your first date? Our first date, we went to a place. Well, there was like literally two months of just like communicating and answering questions and sending emails. It was very like Victorian or something. <laughs> and um, 
And then, and see, I had set it up where I was like, I am going to get a boyfriend this year. I was 32 and I was like, I'm going to get a boyfriend. I want a boyfriend real bad because I'd never really had one. And so I just went on, I went on a date a week. It was like, I did like speed dating. I did match.com. I did chemistry.com. I did, I had people set me up. I was like, uh, anyway, all of the dates were terrible. (laughs) But then we finally met up (laughs) with Neil and we went to a place called Marion's in the East Village, where I think that's where Amy Sedaris used to wait tables. <laughs> Ooh. And we got cocktails. Did she wait on you? Or was she Amy Sedaris at that point? She, I think she was already Amy Sedaris, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute and nice. That's like, yeah. I don't know, I, it's just like, it's simple and it's nice. And I do like, because people are always like, okay, so when you stop looking, that's when it happens. But you were looking hardcore and it happened. <laughs> Super hardcore looking, yes. And was Neil looking hardcore or was Neil just like bipping and bopping? <laughs> uh, I think he was, look- I think you had to be sort of hardcore to be doing chemistry.com because it was kind of a commitment. It was like an hour long survey before you even like got to look at pictures. And they only sent you five people a day. And <laughs> <it was very laughs> They're keeping you starved. How wild. I know. It was. It was very like, you know, your your aunt is like <laughs> chaperoning you on the, on the fainting <laughs> couch or something. <laughs> um, do you subscribe to love languages? Um, I mean, I am familiar. And can I... Hold on just one second. My cat got yeah. into her treats and she's going to town on them and I just have to take them away from her. I'm so sorry. Hold on real quick. That is fine. <laughs> Beverly, no. <laughs> Beverly. I'm so sorry. Wait, your cat's name is Beverly? Yeah, <laughs> I like that very much. I love animals with very um, sensible human names. Well, my dog's name is Yvonne. So <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Yvonne and Beverly. Yeah, oh, what a dream. I know, it's it's my joy as a mother. It's my my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we were interrupted by Beverly, I'm just sorry. munching down. What a monster. Oh. It's fine. What kind of kitty treats? Is it like catnip? What is catnip? Catnip is an herb and it kind of gets, I don't know if it gets the cat. I think it does kind of get the cat high, at least from what I can tell. But this was not catnip. This is just straight up treats. And it was my fault. I left them on the counter. Then she got up on the counter. She knocked them onto the ground and she was like chewing through the (laughs) the thing. And I I had heard her doing it and I was like, well, I can't interrupt the podcast. But then she was like <laughs> pulling it out to the living room and spewing it everywhere. And I was like, I can't let this continue. <laughs> I love animals. They know what they're doing is bad, but they do it anyway. And then they're like, uh, sorry. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> but not really at all. Like I woke up the other day. My dog, Clyde, I love him. I love him dearly. Of course. We went out the night before. He took a shit. <laughs> he took two shits. And then we woke up early. Took two shits in one normal. walk. Bless. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goals. Woke up earlier than normal. <laughs> ran out of my room, and I was like, "Oh, I guess he's thirsty." But then I was like, "You ready for a walk?" And he didn't come. And I was like, "Did he shit in the house?" <laughs> Knowing full well that we're going out on a walk, and I looked, and he did. And then he came, and he. He looked so sad, and I was like, we're going outside. And then he just looked even sadder, and then was devastated the whole walk. And then shit again. And I was like, what did you eat last night? I still don't know to this day what he was ate Was it diarrhea? Night. He must have been sick or something. No, it was just big old solid poops. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I want to be Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be as regular as Clyde. It would be a dream of mine. Wait, Jeff, I didn't know this. You were on a hidden camera show called Boiling Points. Yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. No. Was it? So you had to. So the premise of the show was you would get set up on dates and then act poorly and then people earn dollars. Is that what it was? (laughs) It's like it was like reverse prostitution. It wasn't just dates. You know, you found a John and you went on dates and money was exchanged. Yeah, um, it was 
it was okay it's so screwed up like in retrospect i'm like god this is a terrible thing to teach like the youth of america but because it aired at like 3 30 p.m it was not like a, a nighttime show but it was like you would be in a situation usually you'd be like a bad customer service person and then they you'd be doing bad bad things and if they didn't get mad after a certain time they would win a hundred dollars but if they got mad i.e stood up for themselves because they were being disrespected they would not win any money <laughs> that's so funny to stand up for yourself and then they go no no reward for you for speaking your truth how funny what's the worst one that you had to do well, I did do a blind date one because I got hired as the... There's a lot of UCB people that worked for it and I got hired as the the gay. I mean, mm-hmm. like they weren't even like covert about it. They were just like, we needed a gay. Come on. I mean, you know, at least they said gay, not not the F word, you know? <laughs> so I, yes, they were just respectful. They were pointed and said gay. Exactly. Gay, get in here. Go be good. Uh, <laughs> and I, like, I hate conflict. I'm like so bad with conflict. And this job was just be like, create content. Um, mm-hmm. So I just made myself pretend to like please the, the people. So I had two that were terrible. One was a blind date one where I was like a whiny blind date. But like not one, but two people walked in. I didn't even start whining yet. They just looked at me and they were like, no. And they <gasps> looked <out>. oh. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, even... A fake date would uh-huh. devastate me. How devastating. Oh, I was devastated. To be like, you walked in and walked right out. You didn't even want to see how annoying I could be. I know. <laughs> At least wait five minutes so I can buzz the X on you and not give you the hundred bucks. <laughs> uh, oh, it was a hundred dollars. That's a good amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And this was almost 20 years ago. So it was really good, man. <laughs> so it was really good before inflation and the recession. The recession and the inflation. <laughs> but then another time I did one where I just kept, um, people would be like, this chair is wiggly. I was like a waiter mm-hmm. and I'd be like, oh, let me get you another chair. And then I'd just keep them waiting for a really, really long time. And then as I brought it back, I would just give them like, it was like I had sawed off all four of the legs to make it <laughs> even. And so that they would be like at a table like this. Like the table at their nose. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I thought it was so funny. But one guy got really mad. And like eventually you bring out like stools that were too high and then like Mm -hmm. all these dumb chairs. And this one guy just on the first one got so mad. And um, he was like getting mad at me. And I was I was for some reason I was just like, I have to please the producer. So I have to keep being an asshole. (laughs) So I was just like. Sorry, that's just the chair that we have. We can't do anything better for you. And he like came at me and the bouncer had to <gasps> grab him. <laughs> it's the only time the bouncer ever did that. And he goes, the bouncer was like, Jeff, if they get mad at you, just tell them it's a TV show for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, the show must go on. I shan't tell a soul. Wait, that is so frightening. I know. That's kind of scary, actually, in retrospect. Yeah. Someone charging at you because they're mad about a chair. Oh, my God. Imagine doing that show now after COVID where everyone's kind of lost their minds. Like, <laughs> like people would be throwing these little chairs at each other. It's really true. I might be doing it myself. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would just be like, well, this is my life now. I sit in a little chair. Oh, me too. I I would never complain about any. I would win. I would win $200 because I never complain about anything. (laughs) I just was in LA. I kind of complain, (laughs) but not that much. Yeah, but, but not I that do, much. Like, do you I do it with a, a cute little face? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, hi, Scummy. I don't want croutons in this. <laughs> they're like, pick it out. And I'm like, okay, I do it. <laughs> what were you saying? You were in LA? We were just in LA. And I don't know if you've ever been to this, like, right in Thai Town, they have these, now they have these restaurants, like, outside, like, on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they have, like, cute little, like, checkered tablecloth it was cute and you order it like a little tent and my husband ordered pad cu and i ordered pad thai and my husband's came within like three minutes and then mine mm-hmm. didn't come for and i'm not 
uh, this is a, I know this <laughs> a full half an hour. <laughs> My he was completely done, and I was just sitting there, and he was like, "Do you want to say something?" And I was like, "Hey, I'm sure it'll come soon." <laughs> And what did they say when they brought it a full half hour later? Well, I went up and I was like, um, did you forget? And they're like, no, we have to make the rice. No, there is no rice in my food. <laughs> it was bad Thai. But I was just like, okay. <laughs> okay, they got to make the rice to not put in my dish. Okay, I understand. They have things to do. That is so funny to say. We have to make the rice and there's no rice in your dish. And also so funny that I would just be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Thank you so much. God bless. Goodbye. Maybe this has maybe this is a weird pad thai that has rice in it. I don't know. It's a secret pad thai with rice. Um, what's the most romantic dinner you've been on with your husband? Oh, let's see. Um, when we first started dating, we went to a place and um, it was like a vegan restaurant, which was like really foreign to me at the time. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got uh, he he was like, oh, I think you'd like this, and I did. And then we got martinis that were infused with basil. Oh, interesting. And I was like, this tastes weird, but I feel sophisticated. <laughs> 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 and um, I don't know. It was just really nice. It, we you know we were like in Louvre, and then one time we were in Paris, and um. And we had a really nice, lovely meal at a little bistro, and we were like eavesdropping on the French people. They didn't—we didn't know what they were saying, but we were eavesdropping. <laughs> Just making up your own storylines. I mean, when am I not? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did you know you were in love? And then, who said it first? Ooh, um, I knew because I was still dating other people, and. Mm-hmm. I was out on this date with this guy who on paper should have been great. Um, He worked for like an opera company or something and he was tall and had like really good hair. And and I I like all of it. Opera, tall, hair, (laughs) yum. I I don't know anything about (laughs) opera, but doesn't it just sound classy? It sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, he like came in to kiss me and I flinched. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I and that's when I was like, it's Neil. It's Neil. Nothing. Oh. And then I love that. And then I said it to Neil. And I remember he was like, well, I, I love you, too. <laughs> <gasps> that is. Oh, my God. What a dream. That is what I want. Where it's just like. I don't know, two people who are genuinely in love and it's like, well, uh, yeah, me too. Well, I guess I could have said it first. I don't know, but like, it's here and I love you. I love that. I moved too fast. Okay, so I was watching this show called I Love That For You and Vanessa Bear's character is like on a date with this guy and she's like, I might take this job, but like if I move out of state, I will include you in that choice. And the guy's like, we've been on three dates. And I was like, this is looking in a mirror. I moved so like three dates and I'm like, so we get married? And everyone has said, no, I don't want that. Goodbye. I, I First of all, I get that. Um, <laughs> both sides. <laughs> And I also moved too fast. That was definitely my my issue b- before Neil. But with this one, I felt like I couldn't say it because I was still dating all these other people and it felt like... <laughs> Wait, how many other people were you dating? Well, really just two others that I was like seeing more than once. But then I was seeing other mm-hmm. people just like one at a time, still from all the different websites that I was on and all the different like setups I was getting set up on and stuff. Okay, real quick, we have to take a break. We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. 
Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. We're back. How do you juggle so many different people? I know, well, it wasn't. I, well, first of all, most of them were just people who would see me. We would have one drink and they and they would just be like, OK, I need to go now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my hair would whoosh from the way they ran away. Um, so I didn't really have to keep track so much of them. <laughs> mm, OK. But then okay. the other two, um, it was a little complicated. But like it was it, it was all sort of casual, except for Neil kept being like, you know, first it was just once a week, maybe. And then it was like, oh, now we're meeting two times a week. And then like, oh, I'm sleeping over at his house and stuff like that. Um, And then so then I told you about how I had to break up with the when I flinched with that guy, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm seeing somebody else. And I really just feel like he's he's someone that I really want to focus on. But then the third guy, he was I had met him. Maybe he was from chemistry. I don't know. I can't remember exactly where I met him, but he was like really intense. And he was like, mm-hmm. um, a, he was training to be a therapist, which means he had to be in therapy four hours a day for five days a week. <laughs> to train to be a therapist, you have to be in therapy? That This guy's school said that. I don't know if that's always the case. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you go to acting school, you act all day long. If you go to medical school, you cut people up i don't know <laughs> I what other so. jobs are i guess it was like you need... <laughs> when you when you were the president you have to go be a president all the time <laughs> all the day every day that's what joe biden's doing everyone says he's sleeping but he's been the president for a while <laughs> he's just tired <laughs> he just needs a nap <laughs> but anyway this guy was so intense and we went to see gypsy and it's about like this sort of like crazy stage mother and oh, I know Gypsy. <laughs> Come on. I had a dream that you would. <laughs> and he goes, we left and he was like, that woman was so infuriating. She's just like my mother. My mother always, always needs to control my life. And like, <laughs> he like spewed all of this like stuff on me. And I was oh, like, oh, no. this is why you're in therapy four days a week or five, four hours a day, five days a week. And then he called me and he was like, because uh, he lived in New Jersey, and I was just like, oh, I can't mm. go to New Jersey. And, and then he goes, if you want to continue dating me, then you need to make an effort, and you need to come to New Jersey. And I was like, oh, okay, I think I don't want to. I don't want to date you anymore. <laughs> Honestly, very funny to give someone an ultimatum to be like, you come to Jersey, you get out. It's like I'll get out. I don't. I don't need to take the path. I don't need to take New Jersey Transit. I'm not getting on a bus. We're, we don't have to do this. No, that path train smells weird. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it does. It's not good. God, that's so funny. And I'm from Jersey. And I would be like, no, no, I can't go back there. And it wasn't even deep Jersey. It was like Hoboken or something. Jer- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly like 15 minutes away from the city. I couldn't possibly. No, thank you. I didn't get it. um okay when you so did you start doing improv before after you met neil before way way before so did you ever get any chuckle fuckers like people who saw you perform and then they were like "Mm, jeff i just uh, want to slob on your knob i don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! I wish somebody wanted to slob on my knob. No, nobody <laughs> slobbed on any knob near me. It's so different. Did you? No. Me neither. I think that's only straight men get that. Maybe. I'm trying to think of the interviews I've done. Drag queens have clown chasers, uh, and straight male comedians have chuckle fuckers. Yeah. And then the the gays and the ladies just have fun friends who have questions. <laughs> Maybe if I'd been in drag, I could have gotten some. But <laughs> but I also was like the only gay person at the time. Like there are lots of gay folks there now, queer folks. But at the time, I really it was like me, John Flynn, and Eric Bernat, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like yeah, which is pretty wild. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. I, by the way, I would have dated either one of them if either of them had showed me any interest, but neither one of them had any interest in me. They were like, no, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. <laughs> if you're not interested in me, that's a deal breaker. Sorry about it. <laughs> um, has Neil, Neil seen you perform, right? Yeah. Does he like watching you perform? Uh, I th- he likes watching me in scripted content and he'll watch, mm-hmm. he'll see improv like, three times a year let's say <laughs> but also it really is i don't care a, it's a big old ass to be like will you continue to watch me make stuff up well past my childhood I, <laughs> will you watch me pretend to lift a big ball and hand it to john gabris and he'll he'll put the ball somewhere he actually really liked it when I I performed with Gabrus he loves Gabrus (laughs) (laughs) Gabrus is great he's good he's really funny but um, when you like are just dating someone like first do you invite Mm -hmm. them to shows oh I can't think of anything more hellish (laughs) absolutely not me too (laughs) I wait I oh my god I think I've only invited two people I was dating to see, three people I've dated to see shows. One, they invited themselves. And I was like, okay. And then they were kind of fangirling about the performers. And I was like, please don't do that. They're like coworkers, if you will. And that was awkward. And then the second one, I just, I decided I like this man. I said, oh, he is for me. It's been two months, three months. Um, I'm inviting him to a show and I invited him to a show. And then like 10 minutes before I was like, hey, are you coming? He's like, oh, sorry. No, I'm I'm working late. And I was like, and you didn't tell me that was it was a big moment for me to ask you to come. And you just threw it away. I was heartbroken. But also we had never hung out during the day. Like this person was not going to be my person. How do you wait? Okay. How did you and Neil transition to like hanging out during the day? I, that's a hard transition for me. Oh, that's interesting. The day. <laughs> it's just like, what, like the, what daylight means something different. I'm a vampire and I'm just trying to figure out how to get into this. Well, you know, cause like you go on night dates and then you like hook up and then it's like, right. go home. Right. Or like, I've never been like, should I stay long? I never want to overstay my welcome. <laughs> and then one man, I was like, I literally was, I said to him, I said, can we hang out during the day sometimes? And he said, sure. And then he immediately stopped seeing me. <laughs> um, maybe it was weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just, a, who? how does it happen? Does someone just go, do you want to go to Six Flags? Like, I don't know how <laughs> daytime hangs happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> you better go to matinee. Uh, <laughs> it's still in the dark once we get inside. <laughs> um, I can't really remember the transition. I don't think it was all that monumental, but oh, I will say that it was very like every other relationship. I did try to force <laughs> force mm-hmm. him to love me, <laughs> and uh, and and in this one, it just sort of happened organically, and it's the only one that stuck. You know, <laughs> God, what a treat! I am constantly just forcing my terrible personality on people, and they're just like, "No, I don't want this." But I am taking a little bit of a break from dating right now. Really? How long? Do you I have just, like a time thing, or just going with your gut? 
just going with my gut. I deactivated my hinge. Wow. I deactivated my Tindar. Wow. I left Raya because I wasn't sure if I had to like reapply. <laughs> and boy, that was a whole to do. But yeah, I was just like, I'm tired of. Which app these... do you meet the most men on or people on? Um, It's a mix between Tinder and Hinge. Really? So t- Tinder was like popping for a minute and then Hinge was popping and then Tinder popped again <laughs> and now nothing's popping. And then I was like, I just keep getting weird messages and I'm like a little over it. I'll read yeah. you this message that made me decide to <laughs> to delete it or not delete it to deactivate or not deactivate. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm not paying for it anymore, but I still have it. I don't know. Okay. So this nice man said, so my my profile says I'm I'm fat yet flexible <laughs> because I need you to know that I might be fat, but I'm nimble and I can do things. <laughs> do you have a pole dancing video on the thing? <laughs> well, I thought that would be like a little too much. I, I agree. I showed one man on a date me pole dancing and I was wearing a purple sports bra and a purple bottom and I looked kind of naked and he was like, <laughs> you're naked and i was like no i'm not and he's like you look so naked and i was like i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry and then it was just it was just awkward for a little bit um that didn't work out either okay so this nice man matched with me and said now why you got to throw that you're flexible in there now i'm going to be wondering how flexible lol sorry i guess i should have started with hi i'm blank i don't want to say his name but i always find that I I always find that's a weird way to start because you obviously already know my name. So instead, I thought it'd be less weird if I just started with a sex joke. How am I doing so far? And I said, I think I'm done. (laughs) You know what, though? I feel like if you were really thirsty, you could find charm in that. And (laughs) and the fact is, is that right now you need to you need to focus on yourself. So I think that that's a great thing. You're listening to your you're listening to your body, (laughs) your your mind. Thank you. I'm listening to the mind, the body, the soul. I'm that book right now. Chicken noop for the soul. (laughs) Do you remember when that book was like so popular? It's like, we don't need this. Everybody was giving it to everybody. (laughs) And I still don't know what it's about. Is it poems? No, I think it's like short stories about like really sappy things. Oh, get out of here. I don't want it. I hate soup and I don't like it in book form either. Fair. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Dating right now feels real garbagey. I feel like right after the pandemic, everyone was like, love. Right. And then the further we've moved, I mean, it's still going on, but the further we've been pretending that it's done, I feel like people have gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. And their like agendas are worse. I don't know. It, the, it, we're really in like a big paradigm shift about like everything dating and just like socializing in general. And it, I think mm-hmm. just like whatever, a year and a half, two years just inside not talking to anybody is really damaging. <laughs> and we're yeah. just now realizing how damaging. <laughs> we all have collective trauma that we are not talking about. <laughs> exactly. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry about it. And I feel bad for like pre-teens, like people who went through puberty like in the two years that we were inside because it's like, you went inside, came out with titties, and you're like, I don't know how to act. <laughs> like, uh, uh, people are looking at me all weird. Like, that must have been wild for some it's people. so true. I know. I mean, it's wild anyway, but to have, like, you can't even, like, read Judy Bloom or anything. It's just confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even. I loved Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. I read that book so many times. I was just like, are you there, God? It's me, Nicole. Things are happening to me, too. <laughs> and, like, did you, like, really focus in on the sort of dirty parts? Like, <laughs> Oh, of course. The seven minutes in heaven part? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I oh. There was this book I found at the library. It was in the, the young adult section. It was called The Swan. And I think that's what it was called. It was a purple cover. I love colors. Purple's my favorite. And then, like, a pretty girl with dark hair. And I don't remember what the story is about, but I remember I read to like this like pseudo sexy part where it was like, he laid me down and touched my breast and kissed my lips. And I was like, <gasps> I was like 13 and titillated and was like, oh my word. And I read it over and over and over again, but never finished the book. I would just read that. That's how I feel about the diary of Anne Frank. 
she talks about like rubbing her breasts. And I, mean, I guess she had her own sort of like, you know, pubescent pandemic. She had her own quarantine. <laughs> that is dark. But yeah, and she. It's very dark. Please don't get mad at me. I'm really sorry. <laughs> But it's true, like that. Um, that would have, uh, you know. But she talks a little bit about, like, I mean, I think that's what makes it so relatable. She's like completely honest, <laughs> and sometimes mm-hmm. they abridge mm-hmm. that, but, but not for whatever reason. And I don't know why. At my school in Texas, they didn't, and it was like, oh my. And there's like a kind of lesbian moment where she's like into her cousin or a friend or something. <laughs> wow, I've never read the diary of Anne Frank, and I don't know why. I feel like that's like. Part of all curriculums. Yeah. Huh. Also, I'd be pretty mad if someone published my diary. I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, my diary would just be so sad. I'd be like, I really like this boy. He doesn't like me back. I don't know what to do. <laughs> mine, would <be laughs> like, mine would be like, I feel gross. Why isn't anything happening in my <laughs> life? Because <laughs> I only ever do it when I'm like kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to journal when they're happy. You want to enjoy the happiness. Exactly. Which is really interesting. I know. <laughs> uh. Maybe I should journal my happiness? Oh, that'll do it. No. That'll make us better. Seems like too much work. (laughs) I can't do that. I'm too happy to find a pen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where pens are. I have never seen a writing utensil. Um, Okay, here's a question. You work long hours because you are on a TV show. And does Neil get upset? Or do you guys like make a schedule to make time for each other. How does this work? Well, he used to really get upset. I mean, now, now, first of all, it's only two months a year, but I am fully in a different city. And because it's been mm-hmm. during COVID, like he, he wasn't even allowed to come out the first season. And then the second season, that's a long story, but it ended up, he didn't come out either. And those are hard, but it's like, okay, it's two months. We can rally through. But at the beginning, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning when it was like, it wasn't him giving, you know, being like, well, all right, I'll have to sacrifice you so you can go film your television show on HBO. It was like, I have to sacrifice you so you can go teach 101 and 201 on Saturday (laughs) from noon to six. (laughs) And I was like, that is (laughs) funny to think about. And then I was like, and by the way, then afterwards I have a show. (laughs) Um, And I'm not getting paid for said show. (laughs) Yeah, that part he was like, I remember him being like, well, you're always working. And I was like, well, I am not always working. I'm not working, you know, Wednesday all day until six. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, that's not how normal people live. And, like, and I was like, well, why do why do your hours get to control our relationship? Why 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 don't you need to make any sacrifices to work around my schedule? Why do I only have to work around your schedule? And this was like six years in. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that took a very long time for that to come up. Well, I don't do conflict well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see that. I am glad that I am past the point in my career where I don't have to do as many shows yeah. and as many like side hustles. Yeah, because it took up so much of my time. So oh my like gosh. I would babysit during the day, uh, do shows at night, and then on the weekends work at the UCB training center, and then do shows at night. So it's just this constant, like, leaving my house. and Me too, except for instead of babysitting, it was temping. It's exactly the same. Mm. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. And it was so unremunerative. <laughs> Ooh, what's that word? Say that one again. Didn't pay well. <laughs> I said unremunerative. I don't really know if that's... I know remunerative <laughs> does mean getting paid, but I don't know if unremunerative is a word. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to put it in my pocket. I'll probably lose it and not use it later. Good, because it might be wrong. I want to use it later. (laughs) When you were temping, did you, like, pretend to be a different person at every job? I would. I would be a full-blown psychopath. No, I was always, like, so afraid. I was always afraid. And But one time, this temp job, it was, like, a high-end law firm. And I showed up, Mm -hmm. and all I had to do was, like, Every morning I had to Xerox like a 
a, a magazine that they got, some sort of whatever, <laughs> and handed out to everybody. I was like, y'all are this rich and you can't just afford to get everybody this magazine. Anyway, and then <laughs> I would just sit there and wait for like little tasks, like go get lunch because it's a blizzard, you know, because um, I don't want to go out. But then, th- and I was getting paid $14 an hour and they came up to me and they said, you got to dress better. We've been getting complaints <gasps> because you're just wearing like, this looks like it's from the Gap, which it absolutely <gasps> was. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The devil wears Prada? Like you can't wear Gap as a temp? You're like, this is this season's Gap hoodie. You know, but I, but I didn't, I didn't pretend to be a different person. I just was like, okay, I'll try and do better. But then I just didn't. And then I just quit the job. <laughs> God, that is so rude to be like, can you dress better? Like, who gives a shit what people wear? I know. And it wasn't like I was wearing ripped jeans or anything. It was just that, like, I was wearing Gap khakis and a Gap polo shirt <laughs> with a tie, like a button up with a tie, not a polo. They were like, you look like you work at the Gap. We <laughs> want you to look like you work here. And it's like, I don't want to work here. Exactly. And I'm not investing a lot of money in this. <laughs> <laughs> Temping confuses me. So when you temp, you sit at someone else's desk and then complete their tasks? It depends. Sometimes they bring you in to just do a special project. A lot of data entry because I was I was temping at a big time when people would be moving from paper to electronic oh, or you know, whatever. So I did I get it. so much like Excel spreadsheets and things like that. That's too much. I, I had one employer ask me to do that and I fucked it right up. <laughs> and they said, no more. And that's when I learned at work, if you're bad at stuff, they'll stop asking you to do stuff. <laughs> Wait, you didn't get fired? You just They just stopped asking you to do stuff? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, granted, this was the UCB training center, and I famously said to Eric Chinoy, I don't know how to fax. And he goes, I could show you. And I was like, well, if you could show me, can't you just do the fax? And he never asked me to fax a thing again. I should have just learned how to fax. I'm a terrible employee. Also, but is it really complicated I to fax? I don't know. I never learned. I still don't know how to fax a thing. Well, I, don't, I think I think you're I think you. You passed to the. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a thing you need to learn at this point. <laughs> Imagine faxing comes back. Wait, Jeff, real quick. Yeah. We have to take another break. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. 
Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, Jeff, I have more questions for you. Okay, so my assistant, Lindsay, she's very, very wonderful. She does the research on people for what me. What a dream, by the way. What a dream. It's great. It's so nice. She answers emails <laughs> timely. So people don't yell at me anymore. <sighs> I think you'd like get one. Well, I need to, I need a little more money first, but yeah. Get a part-time one. <laughs> Share with a friend. Oh, all right. <laughs> you could do that. Okay. So Lindsay, Lindsay wrote on this that you realize that your relationship with your now husband, Neil, was the real deal after a fight that you got into on Fire Island. Oh, that's true. Wow. Yeah. Because I stayed. I, okay. So we got in. Okay. So we were going to Fire Island. We were visiting his, his friends on Fire Island. He was already there. And I got on the train to Fire Island. But then when you, when you get there, then you have to take a little cab to the ferry. And then the ferry, it was like, I got there at like 11 and the ferry wasn't, in, the next ferry wasn't until one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I called him to be like, oh, sorry, I didn't even think about this. And, and he was like, well, go down to this other place take that ferry then once you get there take a water taxi to this place and um i think you and i both know that i'm not capable of doing said thing <laughs> i mean you said all that stuff and i was like i don't even i don't know how i do that <laughs> and so i just got there and i was like i can't do the water taxi so i'm just gonna walk down the beach because i looked at my phone <laughs> and i could see that you could go that way and so I just started walking down the beach. I was like, which way to Cherry Grove? And I, it took me forever. I was like super sunburned. And I was like so thirsty. And my mouth was dry. I was carrying like a big bag that had food in it and stuff. And I, I, he finally came out to meet me. And he was like, hey, listen, you got to be more responsible. You got to like check these things out. You got to check and see when the ferry is after your train. And I just exploded and I was like, oh yeah, you want me to do that? You want me to just change? Should I also start flying? Is that what you want me to do? I was like, you think my mother hasn't been saying shit like that to me for my entire life? It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. So if you wanna be okay with me, you're gonna have to know that that stuff is gonna happen. And then I just started to walk away and he was like, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I wouldn't have thought to check for the ferry either. It went, Come stay, stay, stay. And and I did. And I think I think the reason I stayed primarily is like I could not walk back all the way to that other ferry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was You were like, I'm staying for the principle of my <laughs> legs are tired. But in the end, I do feel like if I I I, I my inst- like if that same fight had happened in Manhattan, I would have just left, and I think I would have just been like, "You're dead, you're gone, it's over." And but because I had to stay and like, whatever, talk it out. That's what saved mm-hmm. the marriage. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, just because circumstance. It's like, okay, let's like try to work on communication as opposed to doing what I think everyone's kind of. Um, Baseline is, is to just like cut somebody out to be like, yeah. oh, okay, you made me mad. Goodbye. Right. Not me though. Huh? Oh, baby. <laughs> you could throw me down a flight of stairs and I'd get up and say, Did you did you trip or something? <laughs> <laughs> but see, I'm like that too. I feel like there is gonna be some weird thing where you're like, Oh, this is it. This is the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I was dating this guy and we would have like tiny little disagreements that didn't matter, but they mattered to him. Uh, so then I just started practicing in the mirror. I think you're right. Oh. Because it, 
wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. It wasn't rolling off the tongue. Because <laughs> you couldn't fake it. You were so. You so didn't believe he was right. Because I was like, "You're wrong." <laughs> like, <laughs> but if I just say you're right, it like it goes away. Oh, I'm so glad you're not with that person anymore. <laughs> no, because you can't just say, "Well, I guess we agree to disagree." Because sometimes people will be like, well, the reason, the, the, and you're like, oh, no, how do we end this? How, do, how does this end? And then it doesn't end. It doesn't. Lindsay also wrote this down. This reminds me of my parents because my dad used to make my mom bread. Hmm. So Neil makes homemade yogurt. Yeah. And, and bread. And bread. Yeah. Challah bread and French toast. Yeah. Yeah. That's every morning. Um, no, 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 but he, are you kidding? I can have French toast every morning. I I just told you I need to be more regular. I would be. (laughs) Just really backed up. (laughs) Just be like, like Brendan Fraser, except it was just full of poop. Um, I would, uh, he does make yogurt, uh, but he doesn't have to do it every day. It lasts for like a week. Um, and mm. he makes bread. He makes bread like two or three times a month, and we always have bread. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's very, uh, you know, homey. And he was doing that pre-pandemic. Makes your house smell good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a baking king. <laughs> the real frontier woman. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. What's the thing you like doing the most together? We, in the morning, we have. Um, coffee time my friend katie was like she she was like my favorite thing to do with my wife is have coffee time and i was like i just started drinking coffee when i turned 40 (laughs) i had never drank it before (laughs) and so now i like to talk about like pretending to be a different person i like to sit on the couch and drink coffee with neil and we talk about the night before we talk about what we have to do for the day we look out at on our view it's a little bit different now because we just we got a dog and you have to go walk them in the morning. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, I, that's my favorite thing is just to sit on the couch and drink coffee. Is that, is that not exciting enough? Listen, <laughs> I am beyond myself with your relationship. It sounds nice. It sounds respectful. It sounds caring. And it sounds like you like the mundane the most. Which yeah. is living, yeah. which is, I think, what you should love. Like, it's like, oh, I love vacationing with my spouse. It's like, but you only do that a couple times a year. Right. But it's like, you get to drink coffee every single day <laughs> and have a nice time every single day. Jeff, you've renewed my spirits about love. I'm not reactivating don't my gender or whatever. <laughs> I'm just, it. It's I can't complicated right now. and like we have to talk about a lot of shit and there's the times when I'm like, oh, God, shut up, you motherfucker. You know, so it's, <laughs> there you go. I worry about like, like falling in love with somebody and then just like waking up and being like, I think I hate you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. And that, you know, because we had to decide to get married um, because it all of a sudden became legal while we were five years into our relationship. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what if I wake up and I hate him? And then I just was like, eh, we'll get divorced. <laughs> that is very funny. We'll just uh, get divorced. I was like, hey, what's My the old worst? Roo- <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst? I get a divorce lawyer. It's fine. Exactly. Um, my old roommate, John Milheiser, moved in with his partner and I was like, but what if you guys like break up? And he's like, then we'll not live together. And I was like, oh, okay. Simple answers get another to roommate. simple questions. <laughs> <laughs> who proposed to who? You or Neil? Oh my God, Nicole. It's not a romantic story. I'm not going to lie to you. We saw it come through on the TV and it was now legal, not only in California where I was living and New York where he was living, but also throughout the entire country where we were both living. And so I was like, I guess we should do it <laughs> for like insurance and stuff. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, like if, if I'm, if I'm dying and you need to come into the hospital and I was like, yeah. <laughs> And then, That's really funny. And then on December 20th, right before the new year, because we wanted to get the tax incentives, we got married. 
<laughs> and our very dear friend who, who happens it. to be a judge married us in his chambers and there were like four people there and we went out to lunch and my friend Liz bought lunch and I was like, thanks for paying for my reception. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's kind of romantic. No, okay, like not fully romantic, but like just like the long-term planning. Like yeah. when I'm dying, I'd like you to be there. Right, yeah, no, you're right. And that's the kind of stuff that I love is the, is the like I love being like, hey, let's let's think about like what time you're going to be home so that we can make sure that Yvonne gets walked. And I don't know. I kind of like that. Well, I, as I say that, I'm like, oh, actually sounds kind of annoying. <laughs> but it's not. I think a lot of people don't cherish the the simple things about a relationship, just like the easy breezy. Like if you can sit with someone and like watch TV and like eat breakfast and like go for a walk and spend all day together just doing like dumb stuff and you're not tired of them. Like, I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, you're right. I agree. It's nice. <laughs> you're so lucky that you found Neil. Does Neil have um, siblings? He does. He has uh, a brother and a sister. Single? <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Also, Neil you is know? twelve years older than me, and so like uh, his sister is even older than that, and so um, we actually have a he ha- he has a nephew that's my age, so it's a little weird. Neither of them are single either, though. <laughs> well, one All is, right. but he's sixteen. Is that too young? Is that too young? Sixteen is too young. I have nothing in common with a sixteen-year-old. What are you taking the SATs? I didn't take them, so we have nothing to talk about. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's the, that's it. <laughs> Wait, no, I did take the SATs. I didn't take the PSATs, and my mother was furious. I said, "I'm going to be an actor. I don't need to know words." And she's like, "It's more than words." <laughs> you know, I'm I was a fun kid. <laughs> also, one of one could argue that the one thing you do need to know to be an actor mm. is words. <laughs> mm, Jeff, I think you are onto something that is fully correct. Hitting a mark and being full of words. <laughs> when did you guys decide to buy a dog or not buy a dog? Get a dog? I don't know. Adopt. We adopted from a little mm-hmm. rescue. After we shot season two, Bridget, who's the lead of the show, she has a tiny dog. And Mary Catherine, who plays her sister, also has a tiny dog. And I was around these tiny dogs mm-hmm. and I just really wanted a dog. And when we came back, Neil attacked getting a dog in the same way that I attacked dating. He was like on every adoption place. It was really hard. It's really hard to get a small dog in New York City. You have to. We had yes. to drive to like Pennsylvania to get her. It's hard to get a small dog a lot of places. Yeah. Quite small. And I just happened to find him. I was sick and I was like, I need something to love me. So I went and got a dog. How many pounds is he? He oh, He's a little fat. He's now 14 and a half pounds. He's supposed to be 13, 12 and a half to 13. But he's been munching. That same thing happened with Yvonne. Yvonne's too. I, like, I got to treat her for all her tricks. So she was 11 and now she's 12. Oops. Mm, I guess I got to just take him on more walks. That's how dogs lose weight? Or do I feed him less? Or do I put him on Ozempic? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm absolutely kidding. But imagine. Oh, oh my God. A little a puppy Ozempic face is so cute. <laughs> it was oh, 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 rough Ozempic. Oh, that didn't work out. I was trying to do the Ozempic jingle with a bark and it really just failed. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I didn't know there was an Ozempic jingle. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I sing it, it sounds like O'Reilly's auto parts. But it's like, oh, 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 Zempic. No, I'm just, that's O'Reilly's auto parts. I don't know. <laughs> oh, 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 Zempic. No, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. I, I'm tone deaf. <laughs> oh, boy. Jeff, this was delightful. Thank you so much for doing this episode. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Do you have any... Oh, wait. I usually ask all my guests this. I've been forgetting lately because, I don't know, I'm just like a dizzy fucking bitch. My head is spinning. Everything's going on. Um, Okay, Jeff, would you date me? I absolutely would. Oh, what a treat. Thank you. I would date you, too. I would walk in the room, and I would not walk out. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta tell Neil to talk to you nicer. I'm kidding. I'm sure he says lovely things all day long. Oh my god, you guys are he probably does. so romantic. Oh, I love it. Okay, Jeff, do you, I'm like romanticizing your relationship that I know very little about. I'm like, oh my God, they make bread, they have coffee, they love each other, dogs, cats, love, kisses. I know, when <laughs> I told you the least romantic <laughs> wedding proposal in history and you were like, that's beautiful. I'm like, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm think in a mood right now where oh. any sort of kindness is like sexy to me. Like my favorite genre of porn right now is Couples who seem to love each other. <laughs> oh, I totally get that. Yes, me too. Where I'm just like, oh boy, they look like they had a nice time, and they're hugging after. There's I aftercare. Know. I'm yeah. here for that. I, I know. <laughs> or like when you, when like, when like uh, couples like, yeah, that are real couples, and they film it, and they like kind of talk in the middle of it, yes. and you're like, oh, that's nice. This is nice. <laughs> I'm waiting for one where like in the middle, it's like, did you go to the grocery store? Like, that's what I, I want, like the nitty gritty of a relationship. <laughs> okay, Jeff, we've come to the end. Do you have anything that you would like to promote? Yes, I do, um, which I never do when I'm on a podcast. So this is so exciting to me. I have season two of Somebody Somewhere coming to HBO and HBO Max on April 23rd. Yeah! Everybody <laughs> watch it because it's you and Bridget Everett and she's so funny and she's so wonderful. I, oh, what, did I see it live or was it taped? I don't know. She was swinging her titties at Joe's Pub <laughs> and she like sat on someone's face and I was like, that's a lady I need to know about. <laughs> you, do, you do have similar comedy aesthetic, I agree. <laughs> I was like, I love this. It was like, because she's a little older than me, so I was like, oh, so I yeah. never have to stop what, doing what I'm doing. I can just, no. uh, you know, age gracefully and swing my little titties. Swing and tits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff, thank you. Okay, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me?, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And then if you write a review, no. If you write something nasty hitting on me to why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com, no dick pics, Mars, she's the one who goes through them. Um, I, I will read it. Okay, so this person, these are getting longer and longer. <laughs> so I'm trying to find a, a little short one. Okay, there are none. Okay. Hi, Nicole. In case Delta CEO Ed Bastian, I'm obsessed with him, listens to this show, I'm going <laughs> to warn you that this nasty message involves him. So stop listening, Ed, if you want. I want big Sky Daddy Bastion to take you and me on a private Delta jet and plow you so hard that the jet loses control and rocks all around while I watch. I will have forgotten to buckle my seatbelt so... Uh, then the motion will make my make me bump my head and I pass out momentarily. You're still going to be going at it until both of your fluids spatter everywhere with some landing on me. I'll wake up and realize that I got your liquids on. <laughs> what a way to phrase this. That I got your liquids on me. Then go to the laboratory to clean up but slip on some of the substance and fall and hit my head again. I'll wake up all alone on an empty jet in the middle of nowhere realizing that you and Bastion abandoned me. That, hey, that's the life of a third wheel, right? This was sad. Also, this is a person who's not used to talking about, like, cum and no. squirting and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can say jizz, cum, <laughs> semen even, uh, squirt. Your liquid substances. <laughs> substance. <laughs> I loved this one, but it was very sad for you. I think you should resubmit one where you have a happy ending. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right? By the way, I used to fly American and I I switched to Delta because of you and Bridget. <gasps> yes, a diamond diva. <laughs> You'll become. Okay, why were you flying American? I don't know. I got a card that had a lot of miles on it. <laughs> you could get a Delta card with miles on I it. I did. Listen. <laughs> Good, because Americans lounge at LAX is disgusting. <laughs> I had never been I on one. Like I just it. I just flew to LA and I got to stay in the lounge and I got to sleep in the pods. Eh, it was delicious. Ooh, 
isn't that lovely? Yes. And the little the little thing said someone somewhere, and you know the show's called Somebody Somewhere. I was like, it's meant to be. It's Beshert. It's meant to be. I should be here. It's my pod. <laughs> Jeff, real quick before you go, I know you have a heart out, but I have to promote my live show. <laughs> I'm doing a live episode of Why Won't You Date Me? This podcast, April 5th at 7:30 p.m. at the Elysian in Los Angeles. Ooh. If you aren't in LA, you can watch it live streamed anywhere in the world from Dubai to Canada and it'll be <laughs> it'll be available as a video on demand for two weeks after get the live stream tickets at moment.co slash date me or check out the episode description for details is <laughs> that the first time you read that <laughs> yes <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten moldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at njm.com.